Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Well, hey, Sean, here we are again with another podcast. And, uh, you know, I was going back over our podcast. I was looking at all of them and we are uh, well over a year worth of podcasts now. And I was looking at some of those that we first did and we have come a long way. And uh, we are finally back at the point where we can talk about Westcliff sports because we are back to playing on our fields of play. Uh, practice is happening. School is starting. And there's a lot to talk about with regard to Westcliff. But there is one important worldwide event we should mention before we get on to Westcliff. And that is just a couple of days ago, we um, commemorated, I guess you might say, it, it's not a celebration. It, you know, it's, it's the anniversary, the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Um, and it was just such a devastating time in our country's history. But one of the things that kind of brought us back a little bit were sports. Everything, of course, stopped. Yeah, everything. But the first thing that came back really in the industry-wise was sports. And, and I remember the Mets playing uh, against, I think, the Braves. And uh, when Mike Piazza hit the home run, it just kind of started lifting our spirits a little bit. And it was, you know, just a, every year we recognize uh, 9-11 this year, you know, it's the 20 year anniversary. Do you remember where you were on that day? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you never forget that. Um, I wasn't too far from uh, Miramar Air Force Base down in San Diego. So that's mm -hmm. a Marine Air Corps, you know, a Marine Corps uh, air unit pretty much. Um, so it was crazy. Of course, they went on high alert. Um, I was in San Diego uh, at that time. and um, it was crazy. It was nothing but chaos uh, that was going on. Uh, a lot of confusion, a lot of heartbreak, you know, as, as things was unfolding. Uh, so, yeah, I can remember exactly where I was at that time frame. And, you know, it gave me, you know, some moments of, you know, my early days in the Marine Corps, you know, being on the tail end of a desert storm and evacuation troops of Somalia and stuff of that nature. So, um, yeah, it was it was really a, a tough time frame um, for me that day as things were unfolding. Wow. And um, so at that point, were you out of the service or were you still a Marine? Yeah, I, I was out of the service, but, you know, I never really. Uh, you never left. You never, yeah, never left. I'd always been uh, very involved as a veteran with the VA, of course. And then I had plenty of friends who got activated at that time frame, So it was just really, uh, at that point, I think I was probably, I was still, you know what? Um, I was actually still able to be activated uh, as a reservist, but they didn't activate me at that time. Hmm. Okay. You know, so, yeah, so, you know, uh, some, some contracts uh, in the military, you have, you know, four year, you know, you have active service and then inactive service where you on call. And since I was in a specialty unit attached to special forces, um, you know, I was on the reserve list. So uh, they didn't activate me, you know, but it was a potential uh, possibility as, as troops, you know, went out and, and did their thing. It, you know, it wasn't overseas or anything, but it activated a lot of the military. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I think 
in some respect, everybody either remembers where they were at that time. Uh, when any big event happens around the world, everybody sort of stops and remembers where they were and what was going on. And, and there was such little information at the very outset. You know, we, we'd heard a few things, but we thought it was an accident. We didn't realize it was a, um, an actual terrorist act. And everybody was just trying to get information. We had scant pictures. I was over in Europe. That's the thing. So we didn't have the same amount of information that was happening here. Um, and so we were all, of course, we were all in a panic. Nobody knew what was going on. <clears throat> um, yeah. I agree, Sharm. I just was going to say, like, um, you know, also, like, it's the 20-year um, anniversary of that horrific event. But families are still dealing with this pain because a lot of the, the things that happened after 9-11, far as people in fire departments and service members and first responders getting sick mm -hmm. during the cleanup mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as it, you know, transpired until like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so people are still, you know, feeling the, the 9-11 uh, impact, you know, because their health was compromised as well, uh, just in the process of trying to save and rescue folks in the building from, you know, all these crazy uh, lung cancer, cancerous, uh, you know, diseases that kind of formed from the cleanup and us not knowing, you know, all the things we know now. So it's, I think it's still very fresh for everyone that that yeah. lost somebody or, or been impacted by it. Yeah, you know, that's a very interesting point you make. I know it was 20 years ago, which in the grand scheme of timelines, it's a blip on the timeline. But in the present, it, you know, 20 years is a lot of time, but it does seem as though it's still very fresh. Um, it's still an open wound in a lot of places, you know, and it will be that way for a very long time. Um, you know, that as I say, there are some big events that took place. There are still people alive from World War II, you know, who are still struggling with that. And so, um, you know, this is going to be, uh, 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 it, it's just, it's so emotional for people and it's going to be for a very long time. I think everyone deals with it a little bit differently, but you know, 20 years is 20 years and 20 years from now, we'll be having the same conversation. It's still going to be emotional. It's going to hit close to home and there are going to be people who are part of it that are still struggling. So, it's just, uh, you know, I, I always want to mention it. I never want to gloss over it. I want to make sure that, you know, credit is given where credit is due, especially for those first responders. Because, you know, when it was, that was one of those things that came up after, uh, well afterward, that, you know, we when we started getting information, the first responders just rushed there to save people. They don't, you know, they don't think about their own lives so much. They think about their job. They got to save other people. It wasn't until a year, two, three years later that they started shining the light on the health problems that they were having. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, yeah, no, it was, it was just unfortunate all the way around because um, it just was, just, it's just, it was just a bad situation. You know, there's no way we can um, paint any, even the anniversaries. It's like, you know, do, do we really want to even, I mean, we need to pay homage to those who, sacrifice and lost their lives and those things but it, it's just one of those um scenarios where you know if, if we don't talk about it i don't you know i the only reason why i want to talk about 9-11 is 
to thank the people who risked their lives and who lost their lives, right? Um, for us being selfless acts, so many selfless acts. If you wasn't proud to be a part of this country, seeing how people rally together and came together during that time frame, I don't know, you know, how you're going to ever have, you know, be a patriot at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, also I want to say is, you know, also, although that was one portion of, you know, 9-11 that I was proud of, it was some disappointing moments, you know, of 9-11 you know, that transpired after 9-11. And that was the vicious hate against, you know, those um, who from the, you know, have Middle Eastern descent who mm-hmm. are Americans, right? Who didn't get treated properly, right? So it brought the, the best, you know, out of us and also yeah. the worst out of us, you know, in the same time frame. But uh, like always, um, you know, America seems to bounce back and put things in perspective. So it, it was tough. It's, Nobody came unscathed, you know, was unscathed in this 9-11 tragedy. Yeah, that's a very interesting point you make about uh, those that were, uh, you know, the targets afterward, even though, as you say, you know, they they had nothing to do with it. They just happened to have that. They come from a similar background. And so there was a a great deal of hate. You know, it's it's, um, similar to I I don't want to say similar, but there are some parallels uh, to what happened there and also the hate over Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, the Asian population that also had that, even though they weren't part of it, you know, they they just because of their background, um, you know, they they struggled. Uh, we've made it through the last year and a half, which has been as difficult a year and a half as I can remember. Uh, you know, 9-11 shut us down. This pandemic has shut down a lot of the world and we're still dealing with it. And we probably will be for a long time. But um, in the positive light. And I want to kind of put a little positive spin on this. Recently, Westcliff University has reopened. Uh, um, you know, where the school has started again and, and some of our uh, students are on campus. Uh, we've had our athletic orientation. Uh, we did our ribbon cutting uh, on last Friday. And, um, you know, we had a big ceremony there. Uh, the cheer squad, Dr. Lee, it was, it was a big celebration. And our sports teams have returned to not just practice, but their respective courts and fields of play. And so it's gotten to be, a, again, you know, nothing is normal, but we're starting to get back to normalcy, I guess you might say. Um, and I know you've been busy because it's, it's, as an AD, trying to follow all of the sports, you know, our volleyball teams, our soccer teams, water polo, it's all starting to hit again. And so it's an exciting time for Westcliff. It is, you know, I'm kind of still stuck in the mud of the back offices. You know, it's, it's kind of funny when you move over to the administrative side, you know, because I spent so many years in coaching and on the sideline, right? You get the joy of the game. And sometimes on the administrative side, you do all the work to get to the game and then you don't get a chance to enjoy the game, right? Because, you know, now we have 26 programs. If we're, if we're playing fall, I'm already – think in spring and working in spring, right? So I don't get enjoy fall as much because, you know, I'm working on spring and then when I'm in spring, then I'm on fall, right? You know, so it's like, you know, where can we stop and smell the roses a little bit in this process? But I, what I will tell you is we got nothing but first round draft picks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and our coaches, I truly believe that we got the best coaches in um, on the planet, you know, and what they do and what they're trying to inspire to do 
Um, so I, and, and we're starting to see it because now we've got other universities that's in our conference and, and, and around the country who's trying to pick away our talent, which is a good thing as well. You know, it shows our lineage and, and that we got great coaches to go out and do very, very um, positive things in the realm of sports. But it is it is a dog and pony show at some point, and it is a lot of trench work that goes into it. And um, but I enjoy it. Sherm, I enjoy what, what we're doing. I enjoy what we're building. Um, I think we're on the cusp of some great things mm-hmm. and we're just getting started. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally excited about where we are and where we, where we're going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we've, we've talked uh, in the past about uh, the strides we've made in a very short period of time. And as an example, um, you know, we're in the NAI, we're, we're the California Pacific or the CalPAC conference, but we are lucky and, um, and good enough, I guess you sh- should say, all across our sports to not just play the NAIA schools. We're playing the NCAA schools, and they want to play us. Like our, our women's volleyball team played Fresno Pacific, and that's a Division II. Uh, our water polo team played Biola, also Division II. We've had some Division I games, some, uh, some NCAA Division I teams that are giving us games in a variety of sports. You know, all all up and down the NCAA. That doesn't happen all that often. I mean, uh, you know, if you're a team in Division One or Division Two, the only reason you would play an NAIA school is because they're good, and it's going to help your um, rating because you don't gain a lot by playing teams that are lower than you in in conferences. But they are giving us games, knowing that we're good teams um, and that they're gonna they're gonna be pretty well tested. Our men's water polo team beat Biola 10-7. You know, that's that's a testament to Preslav, our head coach, and Rainey, our assistant coach. You know, they've done a great job with that program. Brand new program, too. That's yeah. the thing. It's their first time in the water. Yeah. Um, you know what? Since our conception, um, or I can't say conception. I, let me say a rebirth, you know, since I, okay. you know, taking over, you know, the reins. I mean, it was no reins. I mean, yeah. right? So... <laughs> After, after we rubbed a couple of stones together and, and, and created some fire out of wood, right? Um, I think our whole goal was, or my whole goal was that we don't duck anybody, right? We stay ready so we don't have to get ready. We're going to play the top, you know, competition, you know, a uh, little street slang, you know, mama ain't raised no punk, right? We're going to battle everybody, right? And we want, hey, as the young folks say, sure, we want all the smoke, right? Mm-hmm. We want yep. all the smoke, right? And we're we, we going to work hard and play hard. And um, not only have we been able to successfully do that in the field of competition, you know, our athletic department, you know, you know, carried an average of a 3.0 GPA, you know, through all the sports. Maybe a little bit less shy, but if you round it up, and I think we all know math, it's a 3.0, we're going to take it. Yeah. Um, so we, we're, we're not only just performing in the field of play, we're performing in the classroom. And when I assembled this athletic department, the standard was D1 and we set the program up to be D1. I mean, we're probably one of the few, maybe only, you know, I don't know the facts on this, but it would be hard pressed for me to think that another NAIA school uses the ARM system, you know, for our software. Mm-hmm. And different things of that nature. So we're we're built uh, ready for the next level. Um, I carry sports that wasn't even NAIA sports to put our mindset there. 
And I think that we have great coaches, great students who embrace academic offering and competition. And, you know, I, I would like to say, you know, that our department is starting to get some of my personality, not quite, but but we're, 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 we're really close than we ever been. I think we still have a lot to uh, accomplish, a lot to uh, offer, you know, um, our competition and our peers in NAIA, and we want to hang some banners here shortly. Mm -hmm. And we're well on our way. You know, um, our uh, soccer teams have done very well. Our men's soccer team tied with San Diego Christian. Our women's soccer team beat San Diego Christian. Uh, a testament to the head coach there, Tom Lancaster, who played professionally in England. He's, he's coached at, uh, up and down at levels. We're lucky to have him. He's a, a, definitely a, a first-round draft pick. And our volleyball games are standing room only, um, which is kind of neat in that the electricity in the stadium, you know, in the field of play there in the arena has just been off the charts. And it's not just, um, you know, the other sports teams that are going to watch, it's students that are not athletes. You know, it's, it's, a lot, it's parents, of course, it's family members and friends. So the electricity in the, uh, in the arenas that we're playing is, is just outstanding. I think people are really ready to get back into sports. Yeah, I think so too. And, and you know, and they have choices. Sure. I mean, this is the difference when you run athletics in Southern California. There's so much to do, right? Especially during the summer times, right? Uh, winter sure. times, you know, people are kind of packing in and you might see high attendance. But in the fall, it's really challenging when you have athletics because there's so many events going on, even with our professional sports, right? You know, Anaheim Angels, Dodgers, Rams, you name it, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, LA uh, Chargers, you, you got so many things. And we even talking about the Galaxy and there's so many, the Kings. You got so many things to do in amusement parks, Hollywood, but they come out, man, because they understand and respect our grind and they know where we're heading to and, and, and they, they want to be a part of it. Everybody wants to be a part of, of greatness and, and we're building greatness the warrior way and we, we're building those steps and uh, to, to be able to step on the back of great to get greatness. And I just want to tell everyone that's listening here, like you come to Westcliff University and you come to be a part of our athletics department, we hear your voice. We, we embrace diversity, you know, equity and inclusion. We, we, we uh, honor, we are allies to, you know, our LBGTQ plus communities. We believe in inclusion. Uh, we walk it how we talk it. Um, we, we try to put our best foot forward when we fall short because we know we all fall short. We, we dust ourselves off, you know, have accountability and, and build it better. You know, so if you're looking to compete, you know, with some of the best athletes um, in the country, then, you know, you should pull up to Westcliff. We're right in Irvine. We're ready to go um, from from myself to everyone that's involved. Um, high character people, you know, who want to help you get the best out of your academic and athletic career. So I think, you know, passing up on us is really you just become the competition. Mm. You know, either you, you you join us or we're going to bury you. I mean, yep. that's really how it is. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, we're poised that's to win. That's not arrogant, don't it, Sherm? Kind no, of no, no. Arrogant. I, I know. Hey, I've known you long enough to know what you're saying. You know, it's not arrogance. It's just facts. And, you know, one of the things that helps us get to where we are, and it's one of those underlying departments, I guess you might say, that does not get a lot of credit is our sports information department. And, you know, that was headed up originally by Katie Rouse, who is now 
one of our associate athletic head athletic directors, uh, along with Michael Hardaway, our SID team now headed up by Chase Dodge and his team, and they do just a great job for us. Well, sure. You know, that was the first department that I focused on, right? And uh, Brandon Peterson, our engineer on the podcast, was, you know, number one draft pick for that. That's one person that I wanted to grab. And, and you know, I have a lot of relationships in that sports information, but my concept was we want to be, you know, classy and gritty at the same time and have the pulse of the streets, but also the pulse of the university to where, because sports is so transformational. Um, you kind of touched on it before, like when we have horrific events, it's normally a sports uh, event that heals us as a nation, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I can think about when I was, you know, getting on a C-130, you know, going over to Kuwait, you know, how powerful Whitney Houston was when she sung the, oh, yeah. the national anthem and, you know, different things of that nature. Right. But it's, but that was during a Super Bowl, right. It's always sports, right. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. impacts us and define us. And, and we wanted to make sure that that, that story is being told. And, but also I get social media for us is business, business media, and it is marketing. Right. And, but we're going to tell the truth in the story, but we're not going to hide, you know, if we lose a big game, because we know losing is part of the process of greatness and, and succeeding for championships, right? You, you have to, you know, it's, it's major people who have accomplished a lot of things in sports, you know, always say this kind of cachet or kind of, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for, like a clickish kind of you know, thing is saying, hey, you know, you got to first fail to, to be able to succeed, right? You got to lose one, right? To learn yeah. how to win one. And, you know, our coaches just have to do, uh, continue to do uh, a better job, you know, at trusting, you know, our SID team to depict the right, the right uh, message that we're, we're holding across, right? And I think, um, yeah, the, the word I was looking for was cliche. Uh, thank you to our, uh, you know, engineer, but I um, just want everyone to know is like, we going to tell the story and we understand that it may not always favor us, but we don't want to also have um, this image to where we don't go through hardships. We don't have challenges because we do. Those challenges is really the story is how you get up right? How you persevere. And, and sometimes, you know, our coaches, and this is coaches in general, you know, kind of don't want to skip over that because it's social media, right? And everybody always just posts their great stuff, their great stuff, right? But it's okay, right? To fall down and get back up. Because that's where the beauty is in this thing, right? That's where the life skills is. That's where you, you find carriage, you, you learn how to dig deep, you, you know how you that's where your triumph come in. So our SID team does a great job of telling that story. Although, you know, sometimes we want to the bad end of it, right? You know, sometimes we want the bad end of it. And um, but it's it's essential to what we do. And it's very, very important, you know, that we we have that connection. But that was one of the cornerstone departments, you know, that I wanted to make sure. Uh, was up to speed 
to tell the story the way that we wanted the story to be told. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, that's one of those departments, as I mentioned, that doesn't get a lot of credit. Um, They do more than people realize. Yeah, they control our website. They put our schedules there, our rosters, our statistics and all that. But, you know, for where baseball is concerned, there's usually somebody from the SID team there keeping our official book, which they do with a lot of the sports, you know, and then we have all these sports, as you mentioned, we've got a lot of programs, a lot of games going on at the same time, and they need a a representative at the games. Um, And it's not just to, you know, promote Westcliff. They have to liaison with sports information from the other teams. So, you know, whether we're hosting a game or we're on the road, you know, they have to get in touch with the other SID uh, departments from the other teams to get statistics, uh, you know, to make them make sense and then put them on our website and they have to bylaws. cultivate relationships as much as anything. Absolutely. And, and tons of bylaws that need to be followed. Yeah. Or um, it's so much that goes into that, you know, as far as the creative writing and and getting it out to the public and, and outlets the right way and promoting our coaches and students who sacrifice everything, you know, to play their sports yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when it's done correctly. And let's, let's not um, forget to mention that this group won national awards, you know, this year. And we didn't, during the year, we didn't play, right? Mm-hmm. They were so good at what they do. It, we didn't have a game and still got a national award in, in a couple of categories. Yes. Uh, Brandon Peterson, you know, got one. And so did uh, Neil. Mm-hmm. So both of them you know, was recognized, but I, I would tell you, they'll be the first person to tell you it's a village. It takes a village, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just lucky to be on everybody's coattails. Um, you know, I am because who we are and, and really without my first round draft picks, you know, who am I? Nobody, you know? So um, I'm just a guy who's hanging around by the, by the Gatorade, <laughs> order, you know? So I enjoy it, man. I, I'm thankful. <laughs> That's funny. Hanging around the gate, always around the food. Yeah. Yeah. Man. E- even though, even though I'm like, I'm really, I've been doing a really good job in training and all that kind of stuff. Uh, personally, you know, trying to pull things together, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's always good to be around the food. Char. <laughs> okay. Which will give us a chance to promote our one-on-one basketball game, which is now going to be in October. I believe the 15th. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I need to get it sponsored by some food company, you know, right now. So uh, maybe, maybe Chick-fil-A is sponsored. Oh, that would be nice. The funny thing, uh, okay, that, that would work. Chick-fil-A would be great because that's a Friday, right? Chick-fil-A yeah. is open on Friday. All right. Hey, I, I, I want to touch just briefly now that um, we are back, and we can get back to that one-on-one game here in a second. But now that we're back to uh, competition, um, you know, we had mentioned a few of the sports going on right now, the volleyball team, soccer water polo coming up as well though we're going to have men's and women's basketball we've got track and field and cross country um and some of the other sports coming up in no particular order we've got lacrosse coach kevin is getting his team together and they're going to be over at the great park we've got swim and dive uh coach ross with his tennis team um and uh, you know we've got our uh, our cheer and our dance which is coach Eric looking forward to that. That's, that's going to be fun. He's got, he's assembled quite a staff, uh, Neil Bowie, who is in charge of our esports. coach Rouse is in charge of not just women's basketball, but also our surf teams. 
So, you know, we've got a lot coming up, a lot to look forward to. I, I don't want to forget stunt. That also belongs in the kind of the cheer and the dance section as well. But we've got men's and women's sports. We've got mixed sports as well. And, and how many programs do we have now, did you say? I think we're up to 26. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, I, I think it's 26. And, and not just 26 programs, but 26 thriving programs. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'll have to say. But, you know, I'm going to throw a little teaser in there. Um, I'm almost finalizing a deal right now to have Westcliff uh, Martial Arts in Taekwondo, where we're actually uh, going to be competing against um, – some of the big name schools like Stanford and everything. Yeah. What? We're going to have martial art. That's, see, now I mentioned this about a month ago that we need sumo wrestling. Right. I could see you wearing a mawashi. That's that belt that they wear. Hey, one other thing. I, I can't. You can't. No, no, hell, you can't. Not right now. You can't. The visual is so bad. I, I, once it's in my head, I can't get it out. That's just terrible. But hey, I, you I also. Me. What are you talking about? I'm looking for the nearest trash can right now. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you're early in the oh morning having me throw it up unless I'm working out and oh I my God. hey you know okay so martial arts are there you know what I, I I cannot also go any further without mentioning softball you know we got to put that in there as well I don't want to miss out on any of the sports hey, and then you know we, we didn't talk about uh softball we didn't talk about track and field and, and cross right. yeah yeah uh, JJ with his team coach uh coach Justin with yeah. the track and field and cross country yeah, teams Really great new coaches. I mean, we brought on oh, yeah. Alex for men's volleyball. We brought mm -hmm. on, um, you know, Vanessa and Victoria for softball. Um, yeah, we we are we got some great coaches coming through. Uh, we yeah. got some nice young studs that came through your baseball program. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, formidable GAs that can be potential coaches anywhere in the country that yeah. we want to train and develop. Um, I, I think we do a, 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 a great job of developing talent. And, and then, you know, we had a welcome week, you know, for the first time ever for our student athletes, that was just so phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Tennis yeah. was through the roof and, and it caps off, you know, like you was talking about the blue carpet event of our new campus. So now we got multiple locations and what we doing. And, and then we celebrated uh, this month, uh, 10 years of online live uh, academic you know, offerings at, at Westcliff, which is huge, that we were that much in front of um, online learning. Yeah. That it has helped us to continue our greatness, um, you know, as far as being WASA accredited and everything else during mm -hmm. this, you know, during this pandemic. Yeah. So well, you know what? That, that's significant. And uh, one of the reasons, and, and, you know, since we've kind of gone, crossed into that academic side, you know, that had a lot to do with Dr. McKinney. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorely missed, unfortunately, just uh, gone too soon. Uh, great he, man. He, he's, in, he's in heaven right now. Yeah. Loving it. Cause you know, his background was, he was a ref and he was a head coach of soccer. Mm. So I know he's loving what our soccer, you know, teams are doing, especially against D2 competition. Yeah. Which is not, which is not easy at all. True. Um, you know, but but I also want to take this time to really thank uh, Dr. Lee. Mm -hmm. OK, Dr. Anthony Lee, our fearless leader, our CEO, our president of Westcliff University. Um, his ability to foresee 
academic and athletically of what we do and trust and, and give me autonomy to, to do all these great things. Um, and his unwavering support, you know, has gotten us to this point, you know, um, because, you know, I always say this, you know, you have to have the Tony Dungy approach when you, you're in sports, when you're a head coach or you a GM. Uh, because in, what I mean by the Tony Dungy approach is we wouldn't have heard Peyton Manning saying Omaha unless Tony Dungy allowed that, right? He allowed that spotlight to be on on people who could get the job done. He wasn't worried about, you know, what it looked like in the public for him. But we all knew who was in charge, right? His, his, his attitude and approach to allow his, you know, players to shine was, was invaluable. And we kind of got that same vibe here at Westcliff, right? You know, you don't see me getting in the way. I'm like the best referee. Hmm. You know, the best referees are the ones you never see, but make all the right calls, right? You know, so that's really my approach when it comes, you know, to Westcliff athletics. You know, I understand that, you know, I'm the face of Westcliff athletics, but it's so many people that I spotlight because I know what they do. And it's my job to illuminate that so everyone else knows, you know. So it's that family we talked about. Forget about me, I love you, right? Mm -hmm. And that approach allows people like yourself and everyone else to, to uh, shine and grind. And, and that's what's the most important. And I want to just commend Dr. Lee for allowing me to shine and grind under his leadership. Because he don't have to, you know. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to give me, you know, you know, unlimited academic resources, you know, support for the student athletes and assist with the daily transformation of some of these ideas that I have that are so forward thinking in this industry that other universities are not even thinking about, even touching that we get involved in. Like who thinks to put, uh, you know, academic offering along with surfing, you know, and type world and these kind of things. Guess what? We do, I do, right? Uh, you know, so we leave no stone unturned when mm -hmm. it comes to to being, you know, uh, futuristic in what what we're doing in the university. And I think uh, at some point we're going to see all of our hard work come to fruition. And when that happens, more banners probably won't stop coming in. So it's a lot of people I've been watching on social media. It's a lot of ADs out there who've been banging their chest because they got all these awards. Uh, during the pandemic. Well, most of us didn't play. So to me, it's like a lockout year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so you went and beat up, you, you're in college and you went and beat up on some elementary students <laughs> and now you're banging your checks. Mm. Well, hey, this year is going to be a little different. Okay, It's going to be some bigger dogs out here now. Yep. That we we kind of figured this out. And let's see if you're going to be banging your chest after we, 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 we compete this year. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. yep. And um, again, just to you had touched on Dr. Lee um, and, you know, not just uh, what he's done with sports and allow us to do this, what he's done with the university. Uh, and, and by the way, for those who don't know, Dr. David McKinney was our provost. Um, and, uh, you know, Dr. Lee has because of his leadership with the university, we've been able to do the athletic side of it. Uh, you know, we now uh, run the Western State College of Law. And we have two campuses. 
Um, and so the way we've grown, when I got here, I remember asking Dr. McKinney, what is our uh, current uh, enrollment? And we were at 1,400 and change. Now we're over 3,300. So in the short time, about two and a half years, we have more than doubled our enrollment. And yes, some of that would be overseas students, online students, grad students, but we have what 400 athletes now in in uh, our athletic department where we had not we had 43 i think when we got here mostly basketball and volleyball <clears throat> we had two sports and a little bit of track and field that was it and now we've got tw over 20 uh, sports um, and because we've been we've had such great leadership uh, both academically and administratively and uh, athletically uh, we kind of vaulted into the next phase. I'm interested to see where we go from here. You've mentioned martial arts. Uh, I'm wondering what other sports we're considering, ping pong maybe, or whatever, wherever we can throw more sports in there, we'll certainly do that, I think. It's just interesting where we were, where we are, and where we're headed. Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff is about timing for sure. You know, but, you know, no, you know, as a dean of athletics, nothing makes me more happier than assisting student athletes who meet or exceed the academic standards, right? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for me. I want to see people achieve, you know, you know, and have athletic success as well. But the biggest thing is I always tell you that, you know, mention to you that your humility has to be just as high as your ambition, right? But it has to be equal, right? And then, you know, you got to have that character and desire, right? Because two things, you know, that, that has to be an equation for me. First one is commitment, because that'll help you start something. And then consistency will help you finish, right? So when you have that, and, and, and all of these things translate along with our five C's to, to lead to graduation, which is the ultimate goal for me before any championships, right? That, you know, I wanna see people go across the stage and earn the degree, right? of the, the desire, right? That's the biggest thing for me. And um, when I think about um, where we've hidden to, you know, we need to polish up some things. You know, it's, it's a thing that I, I, I call start, start, stop, and continue. Some things we need to start doing and some things we need to stop doing. And there's some things we need to continue to do. I, I make that assessment every month and, you know, make my lists and, and my inventory of what we're going to do. But I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day is providing, you know, our student athletes, you know, the best collegiate experience, you know, that we possibly can. And really um, having clear and concise communication throughout our entire athletic department in the university. Mm. Normally when we can do those things, we're gonna exceed, you know, the values, mission and purpose of the institution. And as long as we can continue to do those things, I think it's going to be great. Now, you know, I'm probably the epitome of diversity because I have all this culture capital. You know, I am a minority, um, you know, black man in, in America. I came from a small rural area in Berlin, Maryland, like we always say, right? 21811. I was just going to ask what zip code, but okay. You know I'm saying and I always got to shout them out because that's who made me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can remember being on a horse farm shoveling hay, you know, and and, and shoveling, you know, you know, <laughs> shoveling yeah. The, yeah. Good stuff, the good stuff, right? You know, uh, just to, to get a Welch's grape soda 
and you know, and and something from the convenience store, you know, uh, you know. But you you learn a strong work ethic with that, right? You learn how to roll up your sleeves. You learn how to be a servant leader, and you learn how to service others. And I think all of those things that you know, because I don't always speak clearly, even though I'm pursuing my PhD. You know, I, I don't always get things right. But but one thing I, I always know is that I'm passionate about what I do. I'm thankful and grateful uh, for others who help me. And I have enough humility to know that I need to continue to work every each and every day at getting better. And, and I think the folks that are assembled around me get that. And, and people like yourself and Brandon and, and um, Michael Hardaway and Katie Rouse and and so many, so many more that's behind the scenes um, get it as well. And that makes us one force to be reckoned with. And I think anything that we put on the goals list, we're going to accomplish. So it's just about time and patience. Yeah. So I'm really, really proud um, of what has transpired thus far in this short time frame. Um, because really, I think I've only been here what almost three is it three years? How long have I been here? Sure. Um, it's gonna be it's two and a half. Yeah, it's a little over two and a half. Yeah, so we have kicked some butt, man, in the last two and a half years. Um, and, and we are on pace to you know continue more butt. <laughs> yeah, continue to break the record books. Yeah, you know, but and and then lastly, sure, before you know I, I get off this soapbox, um it doesn't happen, you know, without great professors, great support staff. Admissions is awesome. Financial aid. Student uh, services. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Career, you know, services. Mm-hmm. And, and our registrar who has to, all these folks that we enroll have to keep up with us um, as we continue the pioneering and, the, and some of the, the depths of the unknown, you know. So I think... Um, Without having the entire organization on one accord, this doesn't happen. So we're, we're, we're extremely grateful for uh, everyone that's involved in this. Yeah, and there's no reason to get off the soapbox. I mean, there's, there are a lot of people to thank. Um, and in a bit of self-servedness, and I apologize in advance, uh, you know, we had our graduation ceremonies on the 20th of August. Things got kind of pushed around because of the pandemic. And I've never been prouder than to stand there and watch all the athletes go across the stage. Baseball had nine athletes that graduated. And, and I just, I was, I was happier and more proud of that moment than anything we did on the field. You know, it just, it, it, it makes it all worth it. You know, and then the guys were there and they had their cap and gown and they took pictures together and they got their name announced. And it just, you know, it, I was, my heart was full on that day in particular. So, you know, I think in, in one of our athletes was the valedictorian, right? Yes. As a matter of fact, we had a, I had two on the baseball team. I had two guys that were leading uh, with 4.0s all the way across. And yeah, so you, yeah. you cannot script it any better being so close as we are to uh, Hollywood. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is everything that we talk about, man. It's just, it's, it's really, truly amazing um, for me personally, you know, when, when in my personal beliefs that, you know, it's we're handling God's business. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about it, you know, and that's not to knock anybody else's, you know, um, thoughts about it. But I'm just going to share for me, you know, um, 
um, that's the driving force that keeps me where I need to be and keeps me grounded. So um, I have to give um, a shout out to my Lord and Savior and, and thankful, you know, for those things, you know, that he's uh, uh, put me in, st uh, in stored, you know, stewardship over top of, you know, a lot of different things. And I'm just really happy um, to be able to execute at a high level. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I believe it was one of the women's basketball players that was that gave the um, the valedictorian speech. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think we, we. I mean, and that was a goal for us, right? Sure. The goal for us was to, you know, not only dominate, you know, in the field of play, we wanted to dominate in the classroom, and and we achieved that. Hmm. Yep. So, uh, as an example, you know, you you mentioned uh, our our cumulative GPA. Uh, I know baseballs is 3.14 as of just the other day. And, uh, you know, we're all, it, it seems like it's tough to catch um, women's softball. It's tough to catch women's basketball. They're up there around 3.4. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's quite a focus. I mean, the term student athlete, the word student always comes first, no grade, no play. And I think everybody understands that. And we've gotten great support, as you mentioned, from the administration side, uh, I, the student services, um, department and in particular for baseball, I'm going to be selfish here is Mariella Esquivius, and she has done an outstanding job helping our students keep their grades in order. So, you know, a shout out to her. Yeah, she's she's completely awesome. I can remember, sure, I mean, it was like, hey, of course, you know, I've created the five C's and yes, those kind of things, which is really the bedrock, right, for everything that we do. Mm -hmm. But I remember I said, hey, I can promise, you know, four things. Right. And I do this everywhere I go. Right. So not just, you know, because you know, my background was not always athletics. Right. I've done a lot of things. Right. To uh, make a living. But it's four things that I always tell people I'm, I'm always going to I can promise. I can promise. And this is this is what I'm saying. Sherman, so hold me to it. And you can tell me if this is not happening or if it is happening. But I always said I can promise to turn average into amazing. I can promise to turn broken into boom. I can promise to turn confusion into clarity. And I can promise to turn desperation into domination. Mm. And I can do that not with skill, with will, with my ability to have a no quit, you're not going to outwork me attitude. Because mm. it doesn't take talent to do those four things. It just takes will commitment, consistency, and determination. So everywhere I go, I promise that. Hmm. I promise to deliver those things. And I think we're well on our way. We still got, it's subjective, of course, but um, we're, we're building blocks, man. We're, we're, we're getting it. Hmm. And you know what we're going to do? We are going to find great athletes with superior character who can establish an exceptional culture by making a tremendous impact in the community, which, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, with a commitment to excellence that will translate to championships, our five C's. Absolutely. Yep. Love them, right? <clears throat> uh, yep. And that is always uh, a great way to wind up our podcasts. And uh, the five C's guide everything we do. We're very fortunate. And sometime soon, I think what we should also do is maybe talk about the five core values of the NAIA and how that pertains to our five C's as well. And so 
you know, maybe we'll save that for uh, another podcast. But, uh, you know, that that's very important. Our athletes need to know about the core values. It was part of our um, our presentation for our athletic orientation. So, you know, that the NAI guides us by their five core values. Uh, Westcliff is guided in the athletic department by the five C's. And, you know, it's not just the athletic department. Our, uh, all, all of our departments at Westcliff can actually be guided by the five C's. You just change one or two words in there, and it certainly makes sense for everybody. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely correct, Sherm. And um, it all the kudos go to our student athletes who actually execute these five C's. Mm. It's not easy. No, absolutely not. But we're doing it led by great coaches as well, I should point out. And the top notch. Yep. And our top notch uh, athletic administration led by you. Sean, thanks again for joining me today. We've got a lot to talk about. There's so much going on. And for those listening out there, if you're interested in our sports and attending, then uh, just please check out westcliff.edu. Go to the athletics page and you'll find the calendar of all the sports taking place throughout the rest of the year and on into next year. Hey, thanks for listening and keep an ear out. We'll be back with another podcast very soon. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.